Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we've got some delays happening likely in the MCU. Uh, we've known about they were likely coming, and we're starting to see some evidence. Uh, and Lawrence Fishburne forgot he was in the MCU. All that Redis ad, we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley. Matthew. It's that time we talk about some Marvel news. How about Let's it? Let's talk about some news. Ooh, yeah. We got what I consider some disturbing things happening oh, in no. the MCU. I'm nervous, man. Oh, okay, no. Let me Tell just, me all about it. Let me just rant. I, I know we've talked about it, how we're getting, there's a little bit of fatigue happening in the MCU mm. community. Um, even, even when I look back and I think all these shows are wonderful... We've talked about it a lot on the Star Trek cast, too. Like, there's just something, too. When you have something coming out every week, you just value it less. So we've mm. talked about how, like, maybe we need a little little slower release schedule. Uh, might make the fan base, like, less fatigued. Obviously. Yeah. But, like, I just feel like it's... I am so annoyed that we don't have a release date on anything. It is crazy. Where's Loki? <sighs> Where's Loki? Where's Secret Invasion? They pretended. They lied. They said that we were going to get a trailer. We didn't get it. Yeah, there were there were rumors, trailers, and a lot of these things were supposed to come out like in early 2023, and we're getting on into 2023, and we don't have a release date or a trailer for a lot of this stuff. Hmm. Um, so the, <laughs> I am just I'm scared they're going to overcorrect. And go to like uh, too no. slow. You know what I mean? They're going to release it so slowly that like we are the hype train. Like our show <laughs> is a representative of the hype train. We talk about these shows. And as, even if they were giving us trailers to like get excited about, get pumped about, but it is, it feels, and I know we just had Quantum Mania. So I can't like say we haven't gotten anything lately, but just the fact that we're so many weeks into 2023 and have no. No release dates on the movie on the TV side is getting me a little. Uh, I'm getting a little worried. I don't know. Yeah, I had no idea. Honestly, we had that little schedule on top of our yeah. note sheet for the last I don't know year and a half. And yep, just what's coming out next? There's still so many question marks on so mm -hmm. many of those. That's the news story that I wanted to bring. There's some of the disturbing evidence of these delays, um, and and. Well, we can talk about why, but I'm worried I, if it's delays for the sake of making it better, that's great. Yes. If it's delays for the purposes of like spacing things out just a little bit, I'm fine with that too. Mm -hmm. If it's delays that they're going to like be like, oh, instead of five a year, we're going to get one or two a year. I don't want that. Like I, I want them want to keep either. it. I don't know. I, I don't even think five a year is bad. I just think that like they need to plan it out. So like we get a week, a week or two off and then we're excited for the next thing, you know? Yeah, they have us all pumped up for for Loki, for Daredevil, for everything yeah. that's coming next. We know Born Again's coming, but we have absolutely no information. All they keep telling us is who is and who isn't going to be on the show, because we know we have uh, Punisher back, but we know Karen and Foggy aren't coming back. Well, those actors. And no, we don't. We don't know that actually. They, oh, they, is that they, fake news? Well, there's just it hasn't been confirmed. I thought uh, John Barenthal put that on his Instagram. Uh, oh, I didn't see that. We talked about it last week, and there's like something that says they have not been confirmed yet. Is hmm. is the last thing I've read, but that just means they haven't been confirmed. It doesn't mean they've not been cast or being considered or 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I didn't see the John Bernthal thing though. Is that is that recent? Is that this week? I yeah, I thought it was like two weeks ago. Okay. I mean, I also don't read or follow up with anything, so don't listen to me. Don't follow me. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, based but, on uh, you know, we did the new, we did a news episode last week, and the only thing that I was able to find on their appearance, there was like articles saying they're not scheduled to appear, but like nothing was. There was no like evidence or confirmation of that. It's just that they're not oh, they're no. not yet announced. Oh, no. Basically, is what I've what I read last week, and I did read a few articles on it. It's just, yeah, but I may have missed something. I may, definitely, if it's a social media post, I didn't I, I didn't see that in any of the any of my readings last week. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he doesn't even have one. I don't know. I I follow what some of our people post on our Facebook group chat, and mm-hmm. I, you know. I oh, oh, you know, you know, you know what you, you, you might be thinking of the same article. One of the articles I'm referencing, there was an article that said John Bernthal confirmed to be returning and he is definitely returning. And then in that same article, if you read down, it says, uh, Foggy and Karen are not expected to return. But if you, then if you look into like why they're, why it just says, cause they haven't been announced yet. There's no, like, mm. they're not returning. It just says they're not expected because I guess as of now, they're not expected. Like, we don't know yet. That's just sort of like a bad way of saying it. I hate the internet. I'm so tired of the news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we may we may be doing more news soon. Uh, yay. Yay. More fake news for you guys coming at you. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, but this week, this is, the, this is the news that I find most disturbing um, about the delays. Disney Plus on their website changed some things that are not looking great. So apparently, What If Season 2 originally was marked as early 2023, which early 2023, that's like now. We maybe should have even been having it already. Uh, And it's been changed to coming soon. That's, you know, that's like, so it's not officially, like they haven't told us a new date. They never told us a first date, but they changed it from early 2023 to coming soon. Hmm. And then Loki was originally... Uh, it said summer, which so you know, three months from now, something like that. And uh, now it's saying coming soon. No. Like, so they, right, exactly. Like that's really bad. I don't want to wait till after summer. Um, and uh, according to the showrunner for Echo, um, they they had originally said summer, and now the showrunner is saying the later part of the year. So what does that mean? I, it seems like these are all getting pushed. Without ever having an official release date, they're all getting pushed. Well, summer's not a good time to have uh, TV shows come out for ratings. Summer is the death zone. Sure. Summers and Fridays. So summer is not the time you want your most popular shows coming out. So if they push that to fall, I wouldn't be surprised at all. If they weren't able to get it out now, early 2023, dropping it during the summer, especially now that COVID is over, is kind of a death death wish for your ratings because it's not a movie these are tv shows yeah but they also don't follow i mean and basically the traditional logic is summer people are busy they're not going to watch a show they're not going to tune in on a tv show right because they're busy they're traveling they're doing vacations things like that but i don't know i just think that like we're in a different kind of marketplace now especially with streaming shows like this where you drop it and then you may be busy for on a vacation but like you're back two weeks later and you just catch up, you know? It's not yeah. like we have to tune in on Fridays. It's like, it's just know. whatever. 
But I agree. I mean, like summer shows don't do as well in the ratings, but they also don't release their ratings. So it's more about like, to me, it's more about servicing the fans and keeping us interested and finding that sweet spot to keep us interested and keep people coming to the shows, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, another one is Secret Invasion uh, was originally slated for spring. And now it's also said because it's coming soon. See, not having a spring release, no good. Yeah. Yeah. If they have none of those show up in the spring, none of them show up in early 2023, like that is not good. I do not like it at all. Unless they're making it better. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. But it, it seems like they're attenuating for some criticisms. One of those being fatigue and one of them being like people not liking Ant-Man. Um, yeah. Which I think is all tied together. I think that's all tied to the fatigue of it all. Because I don't think Ant-Man is bad. I think it has a few holes in it, as we've discussed. But I don't think Ant-Man's bad at all. Yeah. We watched Thor Love and Thunder last night. And there's just... It's like every time I think I don't like that movie, I watch it and I do like it. But the only thing they did is, like, you had a great villain. And you didn't get to really use Christian Bale to the best of his acting abilities. Hmm. You know, you made him a little hokey pokey, blah, blah, blah. But... Other than that, I enjoy yeah. watching it. Yeah, I think it does the thing that Marvel movies do so well, which is like focusing on the hero and the hero story. Not showing us Jane changing and uh, picking up Mjolnir. We know that it was filmed. I think that was their biggest like hmm. upset of the final cut that we got. I don't know why they didn't show it. We know that it was filmed. It would have just, I don't know. Would have been a powerful the movie. moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially if she's been, you know, experiencing all this cancer and then she picks mm-hmm. it up and suddenly powerful. Like that would have been a really huge moment for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Uh and, and the last one here in this sort of like bad news area is uh Blade. This isn't necessarily bad news, but it, uh, talking about Blade, Mahershala Ali reportedly demanding changes to the MCU script, according to the direct. Um, so there's been a lot of things going on with that movie. There's been a director change, and apparently Mahershala Ali is not feeling satisfied with the script. So I'm, I'm worried we'll lose Mahershala Ali if they don't give him what he wants, but also changes to the script mean this movie is still not even close to filming. You know, they're going to have to change it and move forward. Yeah. I mean, and I hope he's qualified to be making, like, I don't like it when actors push back against directors and the creative force, because unless he, I, which I don't know, maybe he is a huge Blade fan. If he is, then I back him. If he's never read a Blade comic in his life, then I don't really know if his input is, you know, required. Right. He he say uh, there there was something in that article that said that uh, Mahershala Ali basically thinks of this as like his baby, like he feels very passionate okay. about the project. So he's read the comics and he knows he didn't just see the Wesley Snipes movie, right? <laughs> I'm assuming he's read the comics uh, at least now. I don't know if he's like a huge Blade fan or not. I, I don't know much about his uh, status with Blade, but either way, it's something he feels passionately about, like shepherding this project to something really good. Yeah, it is a great role. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I mean, like, if you have the chance to be in the MCU and you see problems with your script or problems with the direction or whatever, like, pushing for it to be the best it can possibly be is one of the best things you could probably do for your career. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. A lot of of actors back in the day have gotten blacklisted, like Val Kilmer for 
doing things just like that. It's very, right. it's very uh, brave for him to be doing it, but I just hope that he knows what's best for the character versus, you know, we think Marvel Studios, we think Feige, we think all the, the right people backing this stuff up. So it's, you know, questionable what the talent's opinion is sometimes. Right. We've definitely seen problems. I think uh, Hulk, uh, Incredible Hulk, uh, was one that, like, was I, I don't love that movie. Apparently, it was a lot of Edward Norton saying, like, before Marvel Studios had made their bones, and, like, Edward Norton was just like, you got to do what I say. And I think, like, it really yeah. undercut the creative process on that movie. Which I love that they redid that, like, in Birdman. The movie, with, uh, Birdman won the Oscar a couple years ago. And it mm. was Michael Keaton playing it, and it was the stage thing. But Edward Norton was playing somebody who worked for, you know, an actor who was thrown out of a huge studio production thing. Like, he was literally playing himself, like a disgraced actor who That's opened funny. his mouth too much and had to go to theater. It was amazing. That's if you've never funny. seen Birdman, please go see it. Birdman's amazing. It's, a, it's one of those, uh, they shot in one shot. Not actually, but they... It, it appears to be one shot, I should say. Yeah. The entire movie. It's a movie, disgrace and I love that, that. Uh, it won Best Picture and Best Director, but Michael Keaton didn't win Best Actor. Disgrace. Mm. Yeah. No, that. Who, who beat him? Oh, Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Buyers, Dallas Buyers Club. Club. That is a really wonderful role, too. It was. A really killer. Um, and the, the thing, and it, we, we talked about it on the Oscars watch over on Binger's Assemble. We talked about Tar and how that has these really long takes in it. And even though. Um, there's definitely hidden cuts, obviously, in Birdman, but like the 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 way they still take those shots in like really long takes with the actors, it's, it's always really impressive. Yeah, that's what Babylon does. Oh, cool! I, lo- I love that. I'm gonna check it out. Um, we're, we're kind of uh, mixing up our. We're, we just got done doing an Oscars <laughs> cast, so we're still like in an Oscars frame of mind. It's hard. I'm in a weird place now because we had to, like, we watched every Oscar movie. So imagine coming home for weeks and always having something to watch. You don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. You have to just figure out what's on this list you want to watch. You're set for weeks. And now we're like, what I feel do that we way do? Every time I finish binging a show, I'm like, a show? Yeah, what do I my, do now? My soul is empty. What? Do, where, where am I going from here? <laughs> we're going to watch you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, nice. Yeah. Uh, l- last piece of news I have here, and this is just a funny thing, uh, and it's also the way it's worded. So I think some of the some of the articles are a little deceptive. But Lawrence, the the, the headlines all say that Lawrence Fishburne uh, seemingly forgets he's already in the MCU. Um, <laughs> uh, y'all uh, may remember he was in Ant Man Two, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, but Lawrence Fishburne says uh, they asked him like what he'd be excited to be a part of or something like that, and he's like. I'm an MCU guy, man. I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And as much as I would love to be in it, <laughs> I'm happy <laughs> being a fan and waiting for whatever's coming. Uh, like I just heard, I was in Atlanta. I heard they're getting ready to do another Captain America. I'm like, yes, bring it. And they were like, well, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that they hit him in the moment, and that's but that would be really funny. Um, yeah. The way he says it, though, he could just mean like, I'm hope, I hope they bring me back or whatever. Cause he yeah. says like, I'd like to be in it, <laughs> but it is funny. Cause you are in it, man. You are in it. You, you Bill Foster. Is that right? Sure. His character. It's my least watch of the infinity saga movies. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, you can come yeah. at me as much as you want. Everyone in dark world looks super hot. That's why I watch it. And I turn it off right when Loki dies. 
That's the end of the movie for me. <laughs> I don't have any idea what happens after. <laughs> <laughs> just nothing. Just that's 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 it. That's that all. was the end. The end of the universe. I mean, it kind of was in 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 the end of one universe. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's get into some feedback here. Okay. We got a just we got a bunch of patrons that since then. By the way, so many people have gone over and joined us on the Patreon. Thank you so much. Uh, it's really helping out. Uh, we're having actually some craziness with our ad seller or whatever. Like the people that do ads for us, our our monetization on our ads is way down, and that's one of the reasons we're pushing the Patreon so hard. The ads that we have on the show that keep our show running, like they're super inconsistent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some months they're, they're, Oh wow. We made money this month. And some months it's like almost, almost nothing comes from them. Uh, and so the thing about the Patreon, it allows us to be less reliant on the ad sellers and stuff and lets us be a lot more like consistent with bringing you guys the content and not worrying about like, Oh, the show's going to make zero money this month. Cause it is like kind of a full-time job at this point. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's a lot of work and uh, we, we try to keep them all coming at you. Um, so thank you everybody who's gone over a lot of people. If you haven't heard, we've, we've updated the Patreon, patreon.com slash MCU cast. There's, uh, three tiers now and it's, uh, it's got some cool new perks and we're doing a lot of, uh, bonus content just for the patrons. So come check it out. Um, okay. Up first, one of our patrons, Gregory Kaylee says, just heard Jeff and a few others talk about how this all may end up at the citadel with he who remains that was my final point in my previous message and it got overshadowed by holes stupid holes i mean you started it <laughs> you started it man and then he says jk i love holes no um, we know we're, we're, we'll quote you on that buddy <laughs> i love holes anybody anybody it's gold member reference okay um, <laughs> Okay, up next, Sherman Smith. Regarding Janet's silence, I don't consider it a plot hole. It was over for her. She had finally gotten out and reunited with her family. Uh, For me, there was absolutely no reason for her to share that information. Even when they were drawn in, if they could have gotten out before Kang was aware she was there, I wouldn't expect her to ever tell them. What are we talking about? We're talking about Janet not telling them that Kang existed. Oh. Uh, oh. In, in Ant-Man Quantumania. Okay. Uh, I, we were talking about it last week, and I was... Uh, actually, yeah, you weren't here uh, for this, but I was basically trying to fill the plot hole. Is what I did call it, and I, and I agree with Sherman Smith. It is not a plot hole. There's nothing that, like, means it couldn't happen the way it happened. Women have secrets. <laughs> Women have secrets. Okay. Women be keeping secrets. Women yes, be keeping keep. secrets. Sorry, I had to Chris Rockify it. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I was, somebody was telling me about the Chris Rock special. Oh, it was great. That's what pulled me out of EO. Yeah, you Thank told God me that. Thank God that was on. Somebody was telling me about that, and they were like, you know, I, I, I thought it was funny. There were funny parts, but I just don't like his style of comedy where he like, says the same sentence three times in different Ken ways. And I was like, it. He hates it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but that's like what he does. Like, that's like mm-hmm. his style of comedy. He's been doing that forever. Um, and so, it. so women be, be keeping shopping. secrets. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and they're ours to keep. 
you guys had a conversation about Janet's keeping secrets with just the two of you. We did. <laughs> and Jeff did. about women's secrets. We That's did. great. We did. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was my headcanon for it, which I really like because it would have complicated the relationships. And that was that Janet didn't tell them because she knew Hank couldn't resist the technology that Kang had. Oh, interesting. I love that idea. Um, really love it. Like the idea that like Hank is, she knows Hank can't be trusted with like, hey, there's all this wonderful technology down here. Um, <laughs> but uh, to, to answer Sherman's, Sherman's thoughts here, I first, I, I should never call it a plot hole. It's not a plot hole. It's definitely not a plot hole. To me, it's just a hole in her motivation because I don't understand why she didn't tell them. Like, and and I think that he has a good point. Like, it's possible that you come home from an experience like that and you don't really want to talk about it. Like, that's definitely a thing people do. But once you're in the quantum realm, then it becomes like negligent to me. Um, mm, and true. And people can disagree. Sherman clearly does. But I think maybe like, when she went down there, she didn't know exactly if he was even still there. So she was just, you know, playing the long game. Well, no, but when they first get there, one of the first things they see is like one of those Kang ships like flying overhead mm. searching for them. And they're like, who are we running from, mom? And she's like, just keep running. Like, like I don't know. There, there seemed like they were there a while. They're, they're having okay. drinks at that bar. Like, there were definitely times she could have been like, by the way, there's a dictator down here. <laughs> He's my buddy. He, he was my buddy for a little while. I don't know. It it just seemed odd to me, but I I respect it. I respect it, Sherman, that uh, you don't agree. Up next, we got Timothy. Timothy Castillo says, Hey, Jeff, Madam Coffin, and Matt. I just listened to Jeff and Matt's cast of Punisher and Empower, uh, but also of Matt talking about the Rocky verse. And then I read an article I've pasted below. Uh, you guys are now using your superpower of just making things happen in the Marvel movies uh, to now just make things happen in whatever movies. Crazy. <laughs> Uh, and and the, the, de the article is that uh, Deadline.com Deadline says Michael B. Jordan spearheading Creedverse in the works at Amazon across film and TV. Hmm. So we're getting a Creedverse. And of course, that's the, the Creedverse is the Rockyverse. So we may be getting like, you know, TV shows as well as movies going forward. I don't know if that'll materialize, but I think we were, we were talking about that possibility on our Bingers Assemble episode. <laughs> and then it's, it's like a thing. So cut the check is what Jeff would yell. Cut the check. <laughs> uh, speaking of Philly, though, I need to get back to Ishkabibbles on South Street. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you know of Ishkabibbles? No, yeah. There's actually two Ishkabibbles now, and they're both on different ends of South Street. That's a cheesesteak restaurant. Oh. Yeah. Is is it a, it's good good. is it a good one? It is good. It is good. My favorite is John's, but it just recently burned down, so we'll see what happens with that. But Ishka Bibbles is uh that's quite a that's quite a Philadelphia a bingo word. Good job. <laughs> you made me laugh. <laughs> uh, I like it. I like it. Haven't been there since I was a kid. What's each of your cheesesteak places? Um Oh, John's like, definitely in Philly. John's for you. Um I really like uh, Fairmont Pizza. I really like a lot. Uh, and 
I, when I was there, everyone told me, I was only there for a summer, so I I can't really like speak to it like Ashley can, but uh, everybody told me it was like a Pat's or Gino's thing. Like that was Mm -hmm. the thing you had to choose. And I was a Pat's guy for like that particular rivalry. Oh, I'm sorry, Jim's, Jim's. I I don't know what I meant by John's. Jim's, Jim's. Okay, gotcha. John's Tavern is on South Street. Sorry, it's a lot, Jim's. And (laughs) yeah, it burned down, but it'll be back. Yeah, you were in a Marvel frame of mind and suddenly I'm asking you (laughs) restaurant recommendations for Philly. Uh yeah no so Jim's burned down or John yeah burned down? Jim's John's yeah John's is a tavern on uh, South Street but Jim's okay. is the one that's my favorite I have got to come visit you I just want I to run around Philly I really want to run around Philly with you guys come on I'm, I will I will uh come I'm not over, I'm not busy next come week come on over baby, baby. <laughs> um <laughs> and then he says Ashley. Uh, hmm. You think they'll put an Adonis statue next to the Rocky at the art museum? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Maybe uh, uh, you have to give it a couple years. You can't do it right away. Yeah, he's got to earn it. Earn his. Got to uh, earn it. Status. He did all the things. I mean, he directed the movie just like Sly did. did so yeah, yeah. You know, we're there. So yeah, you can put it on the other side. So there's one on each side. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. Uh, isn't the other side like water? It is though? water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at me knowing the geography of uh, yeah. It's Boathouse <laughs> Row. Boathouse Row. All right. Um, I really want to come to Philly again. You're, this is like all this talk <laughs> of Philly. You really make it's funny. I just watched all the Rocky movies, and that didn't make me want to go to Philly that bad. But like talking about it for like five <laughs> minutes, I'm like, oh, Philly. <laughs> we okay. Um, <laughs> we got some stuff going on over here. <laughs> he says in brotherly shove. Tim Castillo. Uh, and then he says, P.S. Maybe a pod question for some time. Uh, New York has a vast amount of verses in it. Marvel, MIB, uh, many more. Frisco is heavy with the Star Trek. Uh, Philly has Rocky. Uh, I equate L.A. with Fast and the Furious drivers. Uh, what are the greatest city-specific cinema verses? I will also throw M. Night Shyamalan's verses in there because all of his Ooh, movies yeah. are Philly. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's hard because it's just always it's always New York or LA, LA, LA. Uh, that's true. Or Miami and like Star Trek is uh, as he said. Star Trek is uh, San Francisco. I it's really funny in Star Trek. Actually, they always come back to Earth and they just go to San Francisco. Like every time, they never go anywhere else, <laughs> hardly at all. They just land in San Francisco. Always looks different. Um. The thing that's tricky is most of the verses that have extensive staying power, they are like known for like globe trotting. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times the way to make the sequel different is like it's fast oh, and do furious. It in Paris. Yeah, exactly. It's fast and furious, but now it's in London. Yeah, exactly. Tokyo drift. Er. <laughs> that is the prime example right there. So I can't I mean like, you know, You've got 007s obviously like centered in London, but globe trotting again. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have a. I don't know if I have a really good answer because everyone I'm thinking I of. I just got to like, go with yeah, Philly. I yeah. like all of our Philly ones. <laughs> yeah, you 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 got a good one with. Uh, Isn't even Shazam in Philly? Ooh, is is Shazam in Philly? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that, the new I'm one is at least. Excited to go see the new one and see uh, what's going on with in Philly. I heard a rumor that my girl shows up in it. 
I okay. Uh, I guess spoiler alert, but yeah, I saw that in an ad, which mm-hmm. I was surprised. That, I mean, I guess they want people to go see Shazam, but yeah, Wonder Woman is in in an ad for Shazam that I saw in theaters, and I was like, what? What? I didn't know that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, that makes me want to see it more, and I just don't know what's going on with the DCU. Oh, we were talking about something a minute ago, and I wanted to bring it up. That one of the big things that James Gunn said when he's moving over to take over the DCEU is that he said, we are going to always have a script finished before we start shooting, which I feel like it's, it hasn't been really widely reported as this, but I feel like that might be a hit at Marvel because Marvel is often like, all right, we got the basics of this movie together. We're going to go shoot it. <laughs> and like, they'll change things a lot as the shoot, shoot in the shooting process. I thought that was interesting that James Gunn feels so strongly because I think that I wonder if that's what he feels is missing on the Marvel side. Like Marvel has so many things that he's, I'm sure, going to be taking and running Mm -hmm. with with the DCEU. He's been a part of the process at Marvel for so long. I feel like he meant that more of a dig at the DC side, to be honest. I don't feel Hmm. like Marvel has that problem as much as DC probably does. Maybe. I don't know. I just couldn't imagine like Sam Raimi bringing up an unfinished script unless it was like, like, Taika will have them do, you know, mad lipping on set to to see what the better line is and try it several, several times. But do I think that a lot of the Marvel movies are going in there without a script? No. I, I don't think they go in without a script. I have heard stories of like unfinished scripts and things. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's really... A Marvel-specific problem. It's not. I've heard of some of the best movies having their script changed hours before the actors are ready to go on set, including, like, Lord of the Rings, all the way down to sure, you know, yeah, the Joker, yeah. like, everything like that. I mean, that's 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 nothing to me. Right. It's a very common thing. I just mm-hmm. wondered if uh, it was something. I mean, we know, I feel like James Gunn is one that has always done that, has always made sure his his script is solid and locked in. But I do think, just based on what we've seen from Marvel, we'll get like deleted scenes that seem like they're like, oh, that would have made the movie completely different. You know what I mean? Like, right. like we'll hear stories about, you know, big chunks of the movie that have been excised and stuff. And I wonder sometimes, like, if they're just sort of they're 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 very malleable and changing things on the spot sometimes. Yeah, which I think I think is the best way to make movies because mm. to have your scripted way to do it, but then try it for other ways. With your actors being involved, with ideas, with, you know, just riffing and see where you get. I mean, like, look at Anchorman. That entire movie was just riffs. Well, sure. It it depends on, you know. On the movie, I know. Yeah, it depends on the movie, and it depends, like, what you're trying to do. I mean, there's 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 basically two very extreme, uh, you know, like you said, Adam McKay and, like, Taika Waititi. Like, they can do that. But then you've got, like, directors like Tarantino, who's just, like you say my words the way I wrote them, you know, like he, he, I, there's just, I've heard him being interviewed and like, that's not a hundred percent true. No, no, it's not. Uh-uh. That Leonardo okay. DiCaprio scene in once upon a time in Hollywood is all Leo. Interesting. He gives them, he'll pull them aside and give them like, this is who you are. This is your character. This is what he would be thinking. Go. Interesting. And I, I guess I'm thinking of maybe it's early days of Quentin, but like I, I heard him being interviewed about Reservoir Dogs and they were like talking about 
certain things and they, he wanted to change and he was like no 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 we read it like the things <laughs> you know yeah and he was he was talking about being a young guy in hollywood and saying like no my script is my script like that's right i wrote it and i and i want it to be filmed this way and i want to say and like the, he had the, he's telling these like seasoned actors like no you don't change my script you know like it's, it's yeah. very, uh very different uh philosophy of that hmm. so I, I don't know I, I can see why people would feel strongly different those two ways um and it may be something like you said tarantino may have like changed drastically over the years Mm -hmm. um okay up next we got jordan boyd one of our patrons says yo uh some wanda feedback isn't multiverse of madness wanda corrupted by the dark hold isn't that why she does all the terrible stuff she was reading the 25 podcasts of us talking about that exactly (laughs) yes Yes. Yeah, we we did talk about this a good bit early on. Uh, she said she was reading the Darkhold in her astral form, and in Doctor Strange, they extend the moment uh, the Ancient One dies by a significant amount. Who knows how long she was reading it and having it corrupt her? Uh, we have no idea how long she was able to resist it before she fell to her darker instincts. I had the feeling Agatha knew the dangers of the book and was very careful when she was reading it. Wanda whammied her brain before she properly warned her of the dangers. In the end, Wanda realized she was a monster and stopped herself. And that's a great message. No matter how powerful you get doing bad things, the only surefire way to stop is to stop yourself. Love you guys. Jordan. P.S. No idea where all this feedback is suddenly coming from. <laughs> I guess he's been writing in uh, after a long time of not. Yep. You yelled out, but what do you think? What do you think about this? Nothing. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you said that. I've talked about Wanda in this movie and her, you know, motivations tons of times. Yes, it was right. the Darkhold, and obviously, we do kind of have a timeline because we know how long it was between WandaVision, pretty much, and Doctor Strange. It wasn't that long. Well, his point is that we know the Ancient One could extend time. Like, she lived in her final moment for a really long time, talking to Doctor Strange, while the rain trickled slowly down. Remember that scene? And we know that Wanda, if I'm remembering correctly, wasn't Wanda moving quickly while she was looking at the book at the end of WandaVision? I don't think so. Wasn't she? Okay. I may be misremembering that. Um, But his point is, like, she could have had longer with the book than than we even think because of the ancient one connection. Mm-hmm. I thought I remembered her like, you know what? I'm think I'm conflating her with like Dr. Strange when he's when like using he's the 14 million. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of. That's, that's <laughs> absolutely what I'm doing. Um, my, my thought on this has always been, it was a bit of a cop out because I think they wanted to give her an excuse for being a good guy that turned bad. And the Darkhold is that in comics. It's it's all of that. But they also wanted us to feel like Wanda was a fully realized character making her decisions for character reasons. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a little bit of... They, they, they wanted to have it both ways in that movie. And I think that is like sort of a weakness of that movie. Uh, that like you... You know, you can believe it either direction. You can believe it's all the Darkhold's fault, or you, if you want to, you can feel invested in her character work and like how she feels slighted by 
uh, there's just so many great lines in that movie about being the villain, you know, like, or mm-hmm. that, that one line particularly about, like, they call me a villain, I'm just doing the same thing you did. Yeah. And I kind of wish the Darkhold hadn't been an excuse for her, because I want it to be, like, her to have all the agency in that, that movie. And I think they, they wrote it in such a way that it gave her both things, and I think that makes both things weaker, instead of picking one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. she's not supposed to be a completely evil, you know, villain, which is why you do need the Darkhold in there to kind of bring you to the comics. You know, Wanda, what similarly happened to her in the comics, you know, she's never a completely bad character. So yeah. without the Darkhold there, then she's just bad. Yes. But, but see, that's that's what's so intriguing is the idea that she, like, actually changed to like doing such terrible things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so, that's why I don't like that. The kids was her motivation. I mean, we could keep going down this whole thing. Like they're not even, you know, you're doing all of this for kids that you had for 15 minutes. You didn't even care. Like where's vision in all of this. Right. You know, and that's where it makes it easier to have like the dark hole, just using her to get back to whatever power that's trying to actually get to, you know, to uh wonder core and get there and open all that stuff. And, Whatever else was going to come from there, like maybe, you know, Chathan or whoever. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's, uh, she has multiple motivations in the movie. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always on her side. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know you are, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we will be back soon with more uh, MCU cast. Join us on the Patreon. We have patreon.com slash MCU cast. Check it out. That has been a huge help. All you guys joining in. Um, it really, really has. We've seen a lot of people join in in just the last like two, three weeks since we've been mentioning it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and we'll be back soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And a special thanks to all of our subscribers at patreon.com slash mcucast. You make this show possible. A big shout out to our brand new first ever Illuminati tier patron. Walter Kreisky III. Thank you, sir. If you want to find all of our fine Stranded Panda podcasts, go to strandedpanda.com. And for a video version, check out youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you want to take part in our live streams, go to twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv. 